Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I am Joe Stapios, and today I am joined again by Mr. John Bishop as we continue this second part of our first episode in the Heroic Fatherhood series. Let's start in prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heroic Fatherhood series, you know, I, I mentioned during the 300th episode, uh, a couple episodes there, uh, recapping what we've done, where we've come from, where we're going. Uh, and I am I am very proud, I mean that with hopefully uh, in, in, a, in a humble way, uh, if I can, uh, of the of the work of the fruit of some of these series. I mean, I, I, I got a lot, and I had a lot of people come up to me from the, the Men of the Bible series, the Virtue series, whatever these things are, and I'm hoping this will have, you know, same kind of effect where, um, you know, I personally am learning a lot from all of these series that we're doing. And so, again, some of it is selfish. I just really enjoy hearing from these people. And, and it's no different than with John Bishop, uh, you know, last week. He is, uh, like, the perfect guy to start the series with. And I think I, I think it's important for, in case you missed the show last week, to understand that you know, John, A, had a really great experience with his own father growing up, a beautiful experience with his own father growing up. And then, you know, after college, you know, he took the faith very seriously. He, he, you know, discerned a vocation for a bit, and then he was at Focus, and then he got his doctorate, and he spent all this time thinking about fatherhood and masculinity. And I think it's important for all of us to, to realize as we're, as we're talking through this, um, and I mentioned the end of last show, and, and, and he, John kind of mentioned it in this uh, throughout, but this idea of intentional fatherhood. You know, John stood on these ideas for five, six, seven, eight years, and his father was this example of being an intentional father. And so that was my big takeaway from last week. We'll dive deeper into it today, but I think maybe that is the overarching theme already for this, um, for this entire series is, is being an intentional father, for, to really uh, think about the decisions we're making and how we're going about being a father. So stick around. We're going to head to a short break, and we'll have John Bishop on when we return. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Fitness by Design, your neighborhood fitness studio located in Des Moines, offering PH or fitness classes, private and semi-private training, beamer, and massage. Learn more at fitnessbydesigndm.com, 515-770-3844. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from independent realtor Chris Foster. Chris has served clients with everything real estate throughout Iowa since 2019. 641-891-8178 or online at the number 4 saleia.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines, offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at dinostorage.com. Support for programming provided by Dr. David Ball at Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist, specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-225-3546 or dmisurgeons.com. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Excited today to be joined again this week by my friend John Bishop, President and CEO, as I said last week, <laughs> of Forge. Uh, had a really great conversation last week with John, and I, I got to recap a little bit of it um, to say that we, we're starting the series here on heroic fatherhood. I couldn't think of anyone better to have on than John. A, his background, his doctoral work uh, in this space, and then also the example he had of his own father, who's also a mentor to me. Um, so if you missed last week's episode, I strongly encourage you to go to the, the podcast and, and listen to it. Uh, we covered a lot of great ground there. Really, again, giving John's background and then his experience with this great father he had growing up. And now we're kind of transitioning, John, into your own fatherhood. Oh, boy. Don't screw this up, buddy. Um, so obviously, we talked about this last week. You have uh, children that are basically three, one, and about to be born. Um, I'm sure you've changed a lot in three years. And your, your men, your, how, you've, yeah. how you've fathered has changed significantly. Can you give us a, a, a maybe how has your worldview changed in, in the three years you've been a father? Oh, man. Um, so I remember when, uh, when I found out that I was a father for the first time, right? So you it's take, a crazy moment, right? It, it is. It is a it wild is a moment. moment. It is a moment. It is a marker the, in, by the way, I think, any man's the next, life. All the next ones, are, you don't really remember. Near, it is a, the first one is a arrow. Oh, yeah. I walked around and it, it, we found out in the morning, took the pregnancy test, and I remember I went to work that day. I was working at the Focus headquarters, which is kind of in the mountains in Colorado, about about 7,500 feet, and there was kind of a haze on the mountains. And the haze on the mountains kind of matched this. Like, I felt like I was just walking around in a daze, you know, throughout work all that day. It changes you, and it can't be understated. Maybe here is a good place to start. Um, I think that there's a way in which fatherhood fathers you how you might say that you know fatherhood fathers you that i i was slightly older than some people when i got married i got married at 30 and i'd had a lot of experiences that you know were deeply formative i'd, I'd been to seminary i'd been in focus staff for many years been praying for a long time and the way in which becoming a father almost demanded virtue out of me because i had a sense that if I wasn't the kind of person that I was supposed to be, I was diminishing the likelihood that my kids would be the kind of people that they were supposed to be. And that hit me, that, that had been true with my wife for many years, right? But it became all the more true. And for whatever reason, I felt it more when I knew that there was an infant coming. And if, if I showed up and, I, and, I, was, and I, I had my game face on, I was ready to go in fatherhood, that was going to concretely impact that little baby's life, right? 
So that little baby is now three, and I still have a lot of problems that I'm working on. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be perfect. I, it, yep. this, this series will not be about the perfection of fatherhood. It is it's, the uh, striving right. for greatness, I would say. Uh, it, it is interesting. A couple points there. The first off, that the feeling I'm, when you're sitting there and it's like, I've created life. I mean, it was a, it is a shift in your life. You have a seismic shift in your life. You're like, what? How? Yeah. Crazy. Like, it, is, it was a, I'm growing. And I, I had this, it's time to grow up moment. Like, I felt like it. It felt like, boom. Right. It's time to be a man kind of thing. But it's interesting. And back to your point there about I now have this responsibility. I think that's maybe the first starting point of becoming a heroic father, which is like, I have to embrace this thing, right? right. If you continue to live the life you lived before being a father, you, you cannot be a great father. Fatherhood is the most selfless thing you can do. Being a good husband, being a good father, that is giving of yourself, putting your, I mean, laying your life down for your family. That is what right. you're called to do. And it's really hard to do that if you're still playing two hours of video games a day, if you're still, you know, eating terribly and you're still, you know, whatever these things are, right. whatever habits you have when you're in college, if you continue to do those things as a father. You, if you can, let me say this, not to cut you off. No, go it. for it. If you continue to do those things as a father, you are hurting your yeah, kids. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it, it, it's, it's not like you, there's, I think what's 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 the, the most challenging thing for me about fatherhood is the constancy of it. You know, so like there's there are a lot of hard jobs out there. Yeah. You know, and I and I think I work pretty hard, but perhaps the, the deepest thing about fatherhood is that like since I became a father, I have never not been on the clock. Right? You know, it's 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 always there. So you live in a state of being yeah, yeah, yeah. a father. And in fact, you will be for all eternity. It's not, it doesn't even, it doesn't even end at death, you know, like it, it stays. And like, so sometimes when single friends call me and they're just like, Hey, can you just like tell me when you're working and we'll hang out outside of work? It's just like, no, 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 that's, that's not how it works yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, there, there, there is no time of day in which I am not at some point in a relationship with a being who is entirely dependent on me. Now that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take time with yeah. your buddies. You need that. Well, you, I was going to say, but, so part, part of it is, and this is where, and this is probably a, a, a Bo and Jeannie comment. It was from early on in our marriage, where it's, it's you know it's not fifty fifty. It's a hundred to hundred, right? Your marriage has to be a hundred to hundred. It has to be you trying to outserve your your wife in some capacity. You're all in, both of you, hundred percent, nonstop. And if one of you is only at fifty and the other one's at a hundred, that's a problem. My point on that is. If if taking a break and going out and having drinks with the guys, that's not not giving a hundred. That's saying okay, I I am a human being that needs social interaction with my friends. Now, hopefully, those interactions with your friends, and this is where I've changed significantly since I was twenty four. My social interactions with my friends, our conversations almost don't deviate from the church and and like philosophy and theology. Now it used to just be sports the whole time, and now it's much more higher. And so my point is, even when I'm having guy time, I'm still being filled up in multiple buckets at the same time. Yeah. But that's still important, right? So now, very important. Now it's back to a balance. So if you're doing it every night, if you're going out for cigars and scotch every single night, less of a balance, not that's so right. great, right? So, <laughs> so again, there's a healthy balance there. But I think that's a great. Maybe point. Maybe you can get back there when you have adult children, yes. and you just you just have you have cigars and scotch with them. Right? Then, now, <laughs> now you're doing two things at once. You're yeah. really you're really getting after this. <laughs> this is, is how I father next as a grandfather. Level, next level father. I'm looking there. forward to that. That'll be someday. Great. Someday yeah. we're not quite there. So this is that's again your point of like it never turns off. This is why I think hopefully this series we will be helping people to fully realize that. I think it, it happens so quickly, right? I mean, just boom, 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 and then yeah. life happens. And it's easy. This is I I, I quote uh, Socrates, right? Uh, the unexamined life is not is not worth there living. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with father. If you're not examining your father, if right. you're not examining what's going on and being intentional on all this stuff, 
It can just happen. And this is where I, I use this line with some frequency. People are like, oh, man, parenting is hard. I'm like, no, no, actually, parenting is really easy. You can just put them all in public school or Catholic school. You can give them iPads when they come home. You can throw, You don't have to do anything. Being a good parent is hard. Right. Being a parent in today's world, people just throw iPads at kids. They feed them junk right. food and they send them to school and they never talk. That's easy to do. You just had sex and you had a kid. And now you're making the kid. Right. Yeah. And you just kind of you plug them in. And if you have enough money to finance the operation, yep. they can yep. just float through. Yep. Or right. conversely, being a being a good parent, being an intentional parent is very, very difficult. So, yeah, I think there's a. Yeah, it'll change everything. It changes everything. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, this is I, I always worry whenever I say things like this, give talks like this. <laughs> That people are going to hear that and they're just like, well, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm not even going to try because it it's so hard. I was speaking, this was a couple months ago over the summer, to a man I admire, um, a very successful attorney at a uh, probably the world's largest law firm, senior partner in that law firm, also has nine kids, um, uh, four of whom are celibate and opus day. Uh, the others are married, just an incredible man. And and also an incredible father, but he talked. He was talking to me about his weaknesses, particularly a weakness that he had. He was a very passionate guy. Um, struggled with anger throughout his entire time that he was raising his kids. Um, and this guy says to me, he says, "You know, I think that fatherhood, if you do it rightly and prudently, can baptize even your weaknesses." And this is the point that he made. He said, "Hey, so my kids." saw me sweat to become a better dad. They saw me really be, um, you know, bleed myself dry so as to improve, though I still failed. And so for him, he said, especially as adults, my kids who now saw me become angry and then subsequently saw me in front of those kids apologize to my wife and then apologize to them. Even my wounds, even my weaknesses became baptized and became a source of positive formation for my kids, but only if you are sold out and, and giving those weaknesses over and striving for improvement. So just, I think that's the lesson. That's encouraging for me. Doing what I do, I meet these like, you know, Delta Force Navy SEAL dads, you know, who are, who are, are just jaw-droppingly impressive yeah. as fathers. And I met one this summer, and that was an encouraging point to me that even in the ways that I screw up, if, I, if my kids see me with tenacity going after my faults, even my faults are a source of positive formation for my kids. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you see and, that? And I, when I, I, I would say that I have I, – I ask for forgiveness for my kids with impunity. I mean, if I, if I, yeah. if I lose my temper on them – there is, and this is not something I did when I first started, right? When I was first getting into it, right? It's a matter of like, you have to step back and like play Monday morning quarterback. You you have to. So I had Matt Burke years ago on the, he was a Super Bowl champion. He talked about how we, on Mondays, we have to go and watch. If I missed a block or I missed a play, we have to watch that in front of all of our friends. Yeah. And then we have to talk about how we're going to get better. We have to do that same thing in our own lives. We have to spend Monday looking back what did how did i yeah. discipline this child well they saw me lose my temper did you did you apologize for that afterwards did you go to them and say i am so sorry for losing my temper please forgive me yeah and that's that to your point my weakness my my short temper can be an opportunity for them to say well dad is asking for my i have power to forgive my father for him and so i think that's a whole hopefully a teachable moment hopefully i'm doing it less and less and less and i'm going to confession less and less for all these things yeah. but the point is even your i think it's really great to say even your weaknesses 
can become strength. So I've got a few. I got a handful of questions I got hit you on. Great. You've obviously studied this and thought about this a lot. Where do you where do you think fathers, whether Catholic or not, where do you think fathers are falling short most often today? Distance. Let me explain that. I think, and I I have five or six hours of reasons why I think this. But <laughs> we, we might just do an entire John Bishop series next year. <laughs> let's go for it. Um, let's, let's not <laughs> wish that upon the listeners here. So I'm going I'm to talk about what I call the sin of masculine distance. Okay. There's a way in which male psychology has, is geared towards things external. It's in there building things, right? Um, philosophy, things that are sort of like out there in the ethereal world. Whereas there's a way in which not, all, but many women more naturally focus on the person. And when we're threatened, when we're wounded, men flee to what you might call interpersonal distance. They're more comfortable just going out and working in the garage, right? Doing stuff in the yard, um, burying themselves in their profession. Uh, The brilliance of fatherhood and the brilliance of masculinity only becomes operative and most fruitful when it enters the interpersonal domain. So only when fathers are eye to eye with their kids, right? Um, when they're telling their, their sons, good job, you know, you're good at that. Or son, I'm proud of you. Um, or appropriately when they're vulnerable with their kids. You know, everybody talks about men are, men are providers and protectors. That's true. You know, there's, and there's something deeply good ab- about that. A good father is also is is not only a provider and a protector. A good father is somebody who's at play, you know, who's who's willing to enter the intimacy of of their child's play, you know, and and form them in that way. If you're a distant dad, and even if you're burying yourself in your kid's athletic accomplishments, but you're not willing to form a relationship with your child, um, I I would say that the sin of male distance is, I think, the sin that you see most frequently today. So just get 30 seconds tangibly, how would I do that? Like what are the, what are, what are some of the things you should start implementing in order to get to this, you know, away from the distance? And Spend to one-on-one time with each of your kids on a weekly basis. That's rough. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a big Next challenge, yeah. you know, um, especially if you have a lot of kids. I was talking to a guy named Michael Moynihan a few weeks ago. who's the father of 11 and has a very demanding job at a high school, all boys high school called the Heights outside of DC and he said, yeah, I made, I made a resolution a long time ago to spend intentional time, even if it's only 10 minutes with each of my 11 yeah. kids every week wow. and, and forming relationships with them Incredible. in that way. Incredible. Yeah. So yeah, it comes back to this intentional fatherhood thing. I think that's, that's what we'll need to, we'll end with that because I want to hear more about this book. Um, boys versus girls. I know you're, yeah. you're, you're new into this, but you've researched it enough. As a father, being a heroic father to boys and girls, how does that look differently? Uh not to use the name of my own organization again, boys need to be forged. Yeah. Um, girls need to be cultivated. Okay. So uh, there's a way in which um, women step into maturity more naturally than do boys. And there's a lot of reasons why I think this. Boys are more susceptible to culture. Okay. They're, they're more brittle in a way, masculinity is forged in culture, whether it's the culture of your family, culture of your friends, culture of your parish, your school, what have you. Um, the culture in which your son lives, the stew in which he is, he is made, is critically important for his flourishing. And so doing things like giving your son firm direction 
you know, having him raised in a, in a community of friends, giving him examples of positive masculinity because your boy wants to be a man. And, and, and if he only has examples of, of what you might call quote unquote toxic masculinity in his mind, he would rather be a toxic man than no man at all. So if you don't have within your boy's mind an image of a positive male figure who's, who's deeply masculine and something to which someone to whom you can aspire, then you're doing him a disservice, you know? And yeah. on, the, on the girl side, I would say, and this is, you know, Dr. Meg Meeker, Strong Fathers, Strong yeah. Daughters, if you have yeah. read that book. If you have, if you have daughters, you should definitely read that. Um, but they, if they, first of all, they're gonna, they want to marry someone like you. Yes, and, and, like and you. if you don't, if you're not a strong father and you don't give them a strong example, they will go look. They will for still right? want to marry somebody like that. Uh, so they, you, you've yeah. got to be that role that 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 they need a oh they need to have a father role in their in their life. And so again, that that intentionality with your daughters is equally important. Okay, how does a heroic father discipline his children? Yeah, he disciplines while simultaneously affirming. Okay, so. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine who's been here in Des Moines, Dr. Matt Bruninger out of Steubenville University. And I was on a Zoom call. My daughter ran into the Zoom call and just started screaming. I have a basement office. Okay. Um, And she wanted me to do something. I think she wanted a dessert or something like that. And I responded kind of just like knee jerk um, to my daughter saying, Tally, stop it. You know, the first thing out of my mouth. And uh, Matt Bruninger, in the midst of the Zoom call, stopped me and said, John, can you try that again? And can you affirm your daughter (laughs) while simultaneously directing him? (laughs) Just like I got parenting advice from him over Zoom right then. And he said, you know, John, how about you say something like, Tally, I can't wait to be with you soon. And I can't wait to play with you outside or, or whatever it is that she wanted to do. Give firm direction after that, Tally. It's not appropriate for you to open my office door and to come and, and barge in here. It's also not appropriate for you to yell at me. I'm your dad. You're my daughter. Okay. They, they need to know that you're the authority. Um, but can you simultaneously affirm while doing that? You know, I, I think that's something that I personally have been chewing on. You know, well, I, I will say this. My, my wife, and I, I, I probably mentioned this show before, she made a very what I thought was profound comment one time that was everyone needs to have three kids at least because at first you think your two-year-old or your three-year-old is terrible because you're a bad parent and then you have another two-year-old or three-year-old and you think man I'm a really bad parent and then by the third time you're like oh this is just the way two-year-olds and three-year-olds <laughs> act like, okay uh, and yeah. then you you can it's I am so much better with my two-year-olds today than I was with the first two because now it's like oh you're just a two-year-old. Like you, this is That's how you, what you do. This is what you do. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. We have one minute left on this on this side, and then on the I want to keep you around to talk about resources, books, and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Last piece, maybe one minute on just what is the best piece of advice? If you, if a new father comes to you or someone who's in the middle and wants to be a good Catholic father, what is that arrow that you should you think is the the best piece of advice you can give to a father? Yeah. Have a vision. Okay, so um, sit for a moment and think about this. When your daughter or your son is getting ready to leave the home at age 18 or they're, they're at their wedding day, okay, and, and you think, okay, I am, the wedding day is better. I'm now passing the, the, the generational baton, so to speak. Could be that tonight I, uh, uh, you know, if my, my child has conceived my grandchild, okay, 
Uh, what do you want your son or your daughter to know, to have experienced? What habits do you want them to have built by the time they reach the altar? Um, that's a hard question. It's one that I'm, that I'm wrestling with right now. But if you, if you were to take an hour and have drinks with some of your buddies, or more appropriately, have a glass of wine with your wife and talk about that question, yeah. and then work back. You know, what, what do I want my three-year-old daughter, where do I want her to be? Let's say she gets married at 22. She gets married young. In 19 years, in the next 19 years, what do I want to have formed in her? I think that's beautiful. Keeping in mind, you only get her for the next 15. You know, she's gone. That's right. All right and then so she's at college and she's, yeah, whatever. We're, yeah. we're already like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, we're over halfway with our old, over halfway. All right. We're going to head to short break. That was great. I love that last piece of advice. We're going to head to short break. I'll keep you on for the, the, the third part of this, uh, conversation to talk about resources and ways uh, you can give things to men to equip them to be the great fathers that they are called to be had a short break we'll be right back support for programming provided by dr david ball at des moines eye surgeons your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care des moines eye surgeons 515-225-3546 or dmisurgeons.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Des Moines, where empowering individuals and strengthening families have been the cornerstone of care for a century. Services for neighbors in need include a food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee resettlement. At Catholic Charities, lives are transformed and you can be part of the mission. To learn more about how to help Catholic Charities fulfill Christ's promise of help and hope, visit catholiccharitiesdm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, motivated by a sense of compassion for those struggling with poverty, loneliness, illness, family problems, and many other difficulties. Our Catholic faith inspires us to action, sustains our commitment, and challenges us to become more like Christ. For Vincentians, every encounter with our fellow man is an opportunity to share a spark of the divine fire as we walk with them in their daily challenges. To support their mission of helping others and help themselves, visit svdpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One. We all want to live our best life. That's why Mercy One offers compassionate, personalized care when and where you need it. Schedule online at mercyone.org. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still joined with John Bishop. John, the last thing you mentioned. Um, about being intentional and, and thinking back, right from the wedding day, and I talked about you know working from your obituary back. You know, yeah. how, where do you want to be? How do you want your life to go? I said Ricard, John Ricardo's talked about working from you know a good golfer. Tiger Woods doesn't just try to get up there and shoot it. He, where's the hole at? Where do I want my approach shot to be? How does my drive need to go? I think the same thing in the small time we have with our daughters and sons is is really interesting and like super thoughtful, especially as I'm already halfway over my uh, my ten year old's. She's almost eleven. Gosh, um, so. You'd mentioned Intentional Fatherhood by John, John Tyson. I, I'm, I'm going to get this book. Thank you for recommending yeah, that. Any, any other resources you want to recommend as men are trying to become the best 
fathers they can be. Yeah. Well, I think I'd, I'd maybe take the the uh, last parting pieces of advice in this direction. So take control over your life. And I think perhaps the best thing that you can do to take control over your life and become an intentional father, an intentional person yourself, is to cultivate a daily prayer life. I think a lot of the best fathers who I know are the kind of people who are beginning, uh, specifically beginning each day with a time of silence with the Lord. Like th- those are the guys who are able to be intentional because they have the space to do so. I mean, once you, if, if you're the kind of guy who's up early in the morning, you're spending some time with the Lord before the hustle and the bustle of the day, and everyone in the world, your job, your kids, your wife kind of just like, you know, takes over in a way, um, you can sort of Stephen Covey style, yeah. you know, always be sharpening this saw and always getting better. And the second piece of advice that I would leave people with is to intentionally cultivate a group of like-minded men who will father with you. You know, we, we spoke in the first episode about my dad and his friends, and I think that any dad, it would be who of you um, to, to have people who can, who can go into it with you and who can father right alongside you. Okay, that's critical, I think, to the success of any father. I, I, that's awesome advice, and I think it's interesting because I'm looking for book recommendations, and I think what your point is is like all the books are great. There's a lot of Being books a man of prayer right. every day is and a man paramount. who has good friends. I think that's awesome. All right, yep. John, thank you for joining us for these two episodes. We'll have you on again soon. I know, man, I'm pumped up. For, go to forge.org, right? Myforge.org. Myforge.org. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for joining me for, on Man 